Welcome to Brad Tuttle Ministries Podcast, a place to be inspired and encouraged to live your life all out for Christ. Here are your podcast hosts, Brad and Jana Tuttle. Hi, everybody. It's Brad and Jana. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our Brad Tuttle Ministries Podcast. <laughs> We are so glad you're with us, and it's been a couple of weeks since you've heard from us. We actually celebrated our 19th wedding anniversary with a... with a vacation and then we needed a vacation from our vacation so we are just um, now feeling refreshed restored and we're ready to bring you a powerful word um yesterday my husband had brought forth at our church a powerful message and the message title was learning to trust that god is in control and it was one of those messages that I really believe every single person, no matter what season you're in in life, uh, you could relate to it. Uh, I know as the pastor's wife, but also somebody in the church, I left yesterday church feeling so, uh, I guess at peace would be the word, knowing that God is sovereign, that he is in control of every circumstance. Uh, not only in my life, but in the lives of those around me that I love, that I adore. And so this morning, Brad and I are just going to talk to you about learning to trust that God is in control. And I noticed something that Brad said yesterday. He said, can we trust him with our provision, our protection? Uh, And the answer to that is yes, we can. So we just ask that you tune in right now, you listen up, and our prayer is that your eyes of your understanding are going to be enlightened, your heart's going to be able to receive all of this, and when you get done listening, you're going to know that you know that God is sovereign. He's all-powerful in your life. You know, one of the things I think that I have never I've never struggled with as a believer, even from the time that I got, I was first saved. I've I've never struggled with the fact that God is sovereign over everything, that he is really in control of everything. The control of God over everything is a, is a word we call, we use, it's called so, his sovereignty, the sovereignty of God. And I, again, I've never struggled with that. I've never struggled, even when I've seen things going on and you know, you see this evil or this tragedy or whatever. I've never struggled with the fact that I still know that God is in control of everything. Um, and I think that it's something that has always gave, gave me some an aspect of stability in my walk with the Lord. It's never caused me to question um, anything about the Bible. Um, you know, to, to understand that God is over, literally over every single thing. He has complete and total independent control over every creature, over every event, and every circumstance at every moment in history. That that understanding to a believer should bring us great strength. It should bring us great confidence. And hey, I, I am glad to say that I know that the God that I serve is subject to none. He's influenced by none. He's absolutely independent. 
He does what he pleases, only as he pleases, and always as he pleases. Um, there's no one that's running this universe that we can see except our God. Every molecule in the universe at every moment and everything that happens is either caused or allowed by him for his own perfect purposes. So there's not one random molecule out of God's control. Isaiah 14, 24 says, The Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely as I have thought, so it shall come to pass. As I have purposed, so shall it stand. So especially in my life, Jana's life, your life as a believer, he's purposed things. He works all things out for your good. Everything that went on from the fall to Satan's work in the garden to all the circumstances and things, events of, of history that took place, it all worked out for your good to, to bring you to a place of knowing Christ as your Savior and your Lord. That's mind-blowing that God knows all of it, knows the beginning from the end, foreloved you, foreknew you. Um, mm. It's just a powerful thing. That's powerful. Isaiah 46.10 says, God says, I make known the end from the beginning from ancient times, what is still to come. I say, my purpose will stand and I will do what I please. So it's exciting to me. I know there's people out there that believe that God kind of determines what he's going to do by what we um, as sinful people and our free will actions do. And then God goes from there, but it's not the case. Um, God is in control of everything and he's not waiting for us to do something to then react to what we do. He's in control of all of it. So for me, and I hope for you, and as my wife shares some things on her heart about this, it should bring us great comfort. It should alleviate worry. Mm -hmm. It should take away anxieties and fears yeah. about your provision. Can God take take take, uh, take care of you? Absolutely. We'll talk a little, little bit about that later. Um, can he? Does he have your future in his hands? Absolutely. Does he have your eternity in his hands? Absolutely. So he is in control. What we need to do is to learn to trust that he's in control. And then once we trust in it, we now have to rest in it. We get so uptight, so freaked out about all these things going on around us. And man, we just need to rest in the fact that our God, my God, Jehovah God, the only true and living God has every single thing mm -hmm. under control. He's got your life under control and we'll see that when we get to Matthew 6 a little bit. Just how he he oversees everything. The birds, the grass, the lilies. But he's much more concerned about you. And much more concerned about making sure that you as one of his children um, are provided for. So again, we come to you very confident. And in fact, even more confident now after what we learned yesterday. That our God is mighty and he's in control of everything. You know, that is so powerful what Brad just shared. Uh, you know, I, I love to give real life examples of things. And um, I had written uh, a blog uh, that I have. It's janatuttleblog.com. And um, it's called He is in Control. And I, I was inspired to write it actually this morning. Um, just based on the sermon that we heard about learning to trust that God is in control. But something that was so neat is uh, yesterday at the end of our church service, um, 
I was able to apply what I had just learned because one of our precious uh, teenagers who has been with us, we've seen her grow up through high school, you know, and um, she's been taught the Word of God through under, you know, Brad's teaching uh we taught her in youth and you know through the sunday morning pulpit and so we've seen her just grow in her walk with christ and so she like many uh children out there right now they're getting ready to to leave and to go to college for the first time and so we we called her up and we wanted to pray over her we wanted to lay hands on her and send her you know send her out and um you know it, when we got done praying my my eyes just filled with tears and my heart literally ached y'all this motherly instinct came in over me overwhelmed me and and i didn't want her to leave i i wanted to protect her i didn't want her to be exposed to the things of the world but the Holy Spirit in his sweetness and gentle ways just sweetly reminded me of Jana. You have to learn to trust that God is in control. He's in control of this precious girl who is like a daughter to us. He's in control of her life. He's, he's going to watch over her. She's going to be fine. She's going to flourish in this next season. And, um, you know, I think as a woman, sometimes we have so many balls in the air. We're juggling and, and, um, you know, we, we want to be in control of everything. And we feel like if we don't control it all, then the household's just going to go under. And that's not the truth. That's not the right mindset. And so, you know, the Lord just speaking to me, just trust me with her. And, you know, I'll be honest, my flesh is like, Lord, okay, I'll trust you. But I, I kind of secretly want to stow away in her suitcase and, and just go with her. And, and, um, but I know I can't do that. Now I, I am going to say this. I, I might text her every day. Um, but you know, I'm learning to relinquish that control one day at a time. So that was just something that I felt, you know, we could bring to you right there to kind of show you that, uh, there's different different life experiences that we can learn to trust that God is in control over. Amen. You know, I was looking at this kind of as Janet was talking and this thought came to me that um, I had some friends of ours, well, a friend of mine who had passed many years ago, but he was a young mm. uh, man in the Lord. And the unfortunate thing was that a lot of people that were around him, unfortunately, thought that you know, the devil had won. Um, and I think if somebody out there needs to hear this, that Satan is not in control. Um, some people seem to think that he has control over certain areas of life, um, that God is constantly revising his plans to accommodate right. Satan's tricks and tactics. But all you got to do is go to the book of Job and see who's in control. Remember, um, Satan came to God and he says, Job only serves you because you protect him. So what does God do? He gives Satan permission to do certain things to Job, but no more. Could, could the devil have done more? No. God is in control over Satan. He's control over every demon, every 
imp and every cohort of the enemy out there who try to thwart God's plans at every step. But we need to realize that Satan is not in control. One of the greatest ways, again, to know that is that if, if he was in control or that he mm -hmm. had control over things, do we not think he would have stopped Christ from getting to the cross and accomplishing his mission? Well, guess what? He didn't do it. He knew the Old Testament. He knew how all this was going to play yes. out, but he wasn't able to do it. He's only allowed so much ability to do things, and uh, that plan never came to pass. All the prophecies that were prophesied about the Messiah, if he could have caused one of those prophecies to not come to pass, he could have messed up the whole thing, and the whole plan of Christ could have collapsed, but he didn't. So you think about this, all the numbers of independent free will decisions that were made by thousands of people were designed by God to bring his plan to pass in exactly the way he had planned it from the beginning and Satan couldn't do a thing about it. We're talking about a God is in control of absolutely everything. All things are working out together for our good. So be encouraged out there. We have a few more things we're going to share, but be encouraged out there that God is in control of your life. You know, we have people in our church that are waiting on jobs, and, you know, and there's financial situations. And in fact, we told him yesterday, God's in control of this. Don't worry about it. Don't go to bed with anxiety in your heart. He is unlimited in power. He is unrivaled in majesty, and he's not thwarted by anything outside himself. He's in control control of all of our circumstances so and 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 to and for all of us the word of god says in several places that we're not even supposed to question it we're not even supposed to question why god does it this way or that way romans 9 20 says but who are you O man to answer back to god well what is molded say to its molder why have you made me like this so we need to learn to trust in god and to and to rest in that and in a moment i'm going to tell you exactly how you can get into a place in your life where you can really trust him. You know, as Brad was just talking, it's it's a really vast subject that, you know, we've said this many of times on some of the subjects we've covered. You, you could uh, probably speak on this for months at end. But the, the point of it is that God is in control. And I, I don't know about you, but I find rest in that. I find peace in that. And um, yesterday afternoon, you know, I feel like when, when Brad brought the message that not only did I have an opportunity right then at the end of service to trust in God with this precious, uh, she's like a daughter to us who's going away to college, but about an hour or two after service, I had an opportunity to trust that he was in control also with this different experience. And so I just want to share it with you. And then um, you can, you know, hopefully just glean from that. But um, we were invited to come out to uh, see a family's uh, airplane in their hangar. And uh, we went, and it's just a family that we've come to know, adore. Uh, they're very precious. Uh, he, his wife, and children. And um, anyway, uh, there was this airplane, and vintage airplane. Um, she was beautiful. It, she, it was from. It was actually from the fifties. From the fifties. Prop little 
prop plane. Yeah, a little prop plane. And so, of course, y'all know me. If not, you're going to get to know me. I, in my mind, had to name her, so I named her Roxy. Um, she has a little bit of feistiness to her with that little old Hollywood actress charm. And so, um, I couldn't just stare at her. I needed to fly her. I needed to be in flight and experience Roxy. So, um, the captain, we'll call him captain because he is a pilot. Um, he went ahead and took me up in the airplane and I would have loved to have Brad with me. But, um, when you saw <laughs> the size of the plane compared to my husband, I don't, I, I, we would have tried to mush him in there, squish him, and his legs would have probably been hanging out the windows. It would have been a funny sight. So I think for our safety and his, we decided to leave him on the ground. So um, we were flying and it was so beautiful, y'all. You know, you're you're high above all things. You can see the land, the full view of the land. And he had said, do you want to fly it? And I knew he was right there. You know, he's not going to let me um, take this this plane without him being there. But I tell you, I, I took the, I don't know if it's called a steering wheel. I call it a thingamajiggy. I took it and I, I caused the plane to kind of dip and then come back and I was a little apprehensive, and after that, I my immediate reaction was just to touch the captain, like on the, you know, like, hey, are you still there? Um, I I felt like a roller coaster when you're a child, and you go down the, that, you remember that first hill, you're going up slow, and then all of a sudden, you just zoom down that hill, and butterflies are in your stomach, and you're crying out mercy, and the Lord to save you, and that's how I felt. I just had all these butterflies, and, and right then, he took control of the thingamajiggy. And, and I just remember thinking, I'm so glad my life is in an experienced pilot's hands that, that I, I don't want to even think about having to drive this thing and fly this plane. I know that he's equipped and he can do it. And there, I felt protected. I felt safe. And right then I, the Lord had just spoken to me and it resonated in my spirit that Jana you can trust me to be a hundred percent controlling your life. That that God is the the ultimate pilot. That He wants to take you on a journey, not you be the one that's in the driver's seat, but He wants to be. And if we will learn to relinquish that control, there is such a peace in that, knowing that this is sovereign God. This is almighty. He's omniscient, all-knowing, like like Brad said. He, he knows everything, the end from the beginning. And we can trust Him with our life. We, not, we might not be able to uh, understand what's going on. And maybe one day we won't know until we get to heaven, why certain things happened in our life. But we have to know that he works all things out for the good and that he is faithful. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And he's always there. You know, we just had two friends of ours within this year, eight months apart, a husband, ten months apart, a husband and a wife, both go both paths um they went into eternity to spend with christ 
and they're they're both around my age and you know even in that i don't question god is in control so i mean ultimately if you talk about working all things out for good if you really get the understanding of reality that they are in a much 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 better place rejoicing around the throne of god but we we can't question the timing and this and that god is god knows exactly what's going on um we have to stay in this place of faith and trust in him and just know that he knows how to work all these things out better than we do why hasn't the job come yet god has a timing for that and god's going to use the waiting time to make you stronger and build your faith why hasn't this come through yet because god's going to use that to build you and strengthen you he's in control of all of it listen if god gave you life he can sustain that life um if he wakes you up tomorrow then he's going to be able to feed you tomorrow if he can you know he says in matthew chapter 6 26 look at the birds and that word look means take a good look look at the birds of the air they don't sow they don't reap they don't even gather into barns it says yet your heavenly father feeds them are they not are you not much are you not worth much more than they then he talks about the lily being clothed and he says observe the lily look how look of the field look how they grow they don't worry they don't toil they don't spin Yet I say to you, not even Solomon, all his glory, clothed himself like one of these. I mean, if God can clothe the lily, who doesn't worry about what she's going to look like, how she's going to be adorned, how much more will your great sovereign God take care of the things that you're in need of? So I want to encourage you in this before we leave. Someone says, okay, we've talked about God's in control. How, how can I come to a place where I can learn to trust him? Well, it, it sounds simple, so I'm going I'm to say it in a simple way. The way that we get to a place where we know that God is in control is that we have to get to know our God. Daniel 11.32 says, The people who know their God shall be strong, who know their God. It's not just having a concept of him or being a Christian and, you know, and okay, I, I'm there. But that doesn't mean you necessarily know God. You believed on Christ. But to get to know God, it takes an action. Um, we need to know about his attributes. We need to ponder on the things he's done for us in our past. How do we do all that? We, we get to know God through his word, through the word of God. There is no magic formula to make us spiritual giants overnight. There's no mystical prayer that we pray three times a day that's going to mature us and build our faith and make us towers of strength and confidence. There's no mystical thing to this. It's a diligent, everyday effort to know the God who controls everything, to be in his word. And when we read his word, we read it in a way that we see him in it. We see what he's capable of doing. We see who he is. And when we get to know him, the more you know him, the more you're going to have the confidence to know that he can take care of in anything in your life. Know him intimately. Trust him completely. And that happens, yes, through prayer as our communication, but the word of God is the instrument that God has chosen to use to show himself to us as his children. So I want to challenge you, get in the Word of God. God's over everything. He's in control. He's going to take care of you. But how you grow in the confidence of that understanding is to get in the Word of God and to read it and to study it. And as you're reading it, I challenge you from this day on, every scripture verse, every passage, see God in it 
and learn to know him more and learn to know him better and grow in, in, a, in a deeper, more intimate relationship with him. Learn to trust that God is in control. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I know that you were encouraged. I know today that you have already learned to trust that God is in control. And so until next time, you have a blessed day. God bless you and trust that God is in control and rest in that. Y'all have a great day. Y'all have a great week. I'm glad my wife made it back from her flying experience. <laughs> it was it was great to see her wave to me like Forrest Gump in the as she waved in the plane window on the way that she flew by. But anyway, we're, I'm glad to have her back. And God is awesome. God loves you. Know that God has a great plan for your life. He is not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. He says, my counsel shall stand and I will accomplish all of my purpose. So we, we just are so glad you listened today. So be encouraged, be lifted up, be inspired to live all out for God. We love you. Have a great day. God Bye-bye. bless. God's in control. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today on this podcast. We pray that you were inspired and encouraged. And until next time, remember to live all out for Jesus Christ. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.